Welcome everybody. So we went to a few cults last week, uh, part one episode of cults. But how can you tell if somebody that you know or love is in a cult? There are several factors in which that I will list right now. Ooh. <laughs> Sign one that you are in a cult. All your friends believe just like you do. So basically, if you are in an organization in which every belief is that of your own, that could be a telltale sign. I feel like I should read this like you might be a redneck from fucking Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, please don't. You, you might be in a cult yeah. if all your friends believe just like you do. You share the same faith as everybody you've ever met. Oh, oh. yeah. You might be in a cult if your religious foundation collapses and kills more than 10 dogs. <laughs> I really don't know. Why are you killing dogs? <laughs> huh. The poor puppies. Good Lord. I'm sure one of them in there is like, uh, you sell all your possessions because you believe what your leader tells you to do. That could be. Mm. But sign two that you are in a cult. Nobody questions the authority. Mm. So... All your friends. <laughs> is your marriage a cult? What's going on? All your friends. This is a cult. Believe yeah. the same thing. We're in the middle of a cult right now. <laughs> yes, marriage sometimes is like a cult. <laughs> but all of her suicide attempts and murder attempts towards me have been. Plus, she didn't kill herself. She's no, killing you. She's not kill you. Anymore. Let's just say. Let's just say that I have a uh, immunity to uh, arsenic now. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> so you're uh, you're the, the 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 captain from uh, Princess Bride. You just took little. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pinches right. of it. She's exposed it to me throughout the years, and it's just kept me alive the entire time. So nobody questions authority. <laughs> Sign number two. You have the authoritative figure, the leader of the cult, the with his weird ideas, but nobody questions <laughs> it. I'm the cult leader. I, and, and that's the thing. I would be a horrible cult member because I would question every yeah. fucking everything. I'd be like, God damn it. Why are we doing... Why are we wearing these clothes? They're so terrible. They're so itchy. I like them. Yeah. And the hairstyles, I just couldn't do it. Well, I think that's why, just real quick, uh, they they prey on the weak-minded and people who like self-confidence because they will not question authority. They need a leader in their life, and once they have it, they don't question it. So sign number three, the source of authority is vested in a person. One single, single solitary person that rules it all, more or less. You know, uh, i.e. Marshall Applewhite from Heaven's Gate, or Jim Jones. David Koresh, Jim Jones. Marshall Mathers. Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson was a cult. The family oh, yeah. was a cult. And that's the funny thing about Charlie Manson. They were all like, he's so charming and so handsome. And you look at Charlie Manson, I'm like, really? Yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. We'll get into that weirdo <laughs> later in the episode. Yes. But sign number four, there is no independent evidence of that person's authority. That's, I don't know if that's necessarily a vague statement mean? or not. What I know. There is no independent evidence of that person's authority. So basically... He's not like the president of anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically that there's no real reason for him to be... It's kind of like when you were They're a kid and you themselves. asked your parents why you did something yeah. and your parent was like, because I said so? Just because. Yeah. There's no reason. That. Here's an yeah. example. I am declaring myself right now the world's coconut bowling champion. That is amazing. Yeah, because I'm the boss, applesauce. Nobody is better at <laughs> coconut bowling than me. Well, I that's know great. This to be true. I, I, I want to see some coconut Coconut bowling right now. I invented coconut bowling, motherfucker. And I am making up the rules as I'm writing this down. So don't question the coconut bowling champion, motherfucker. Right, take splits. the dick out of your mouth. <laughs> if you have your own version of coconut bowling, fuck that. It's not authentic. I am the coconut bowling champion. I said take it out. <laughs> Well, I guess I agree with that son of a bitch. But Don't you got to my authority on coconuts, Teddy. He's well, I want to go coconut bowling now. I am the alpha and yeah, omega. <laughs> Join well, my church. Well, this is getting this is getting real. <laughs> this is how it all started. I mean, just joined a cult. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I do enjoy a good pina colada, and this guy seems to know a lot about coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I am on that shit. Let's go. Hell you. 
Hail coconuts! <laughs> Hail Sean! Hail coconuts! <laughs> so, sign number five. Doctrine must not be questioned. I'll make up my rules about coconuts, and you will not question them, because I am the coconut knowledge bowling champion extraordinaire. The coconut commander! Not to be confused with Christianity as a whole. Mm. <laughs> Damn, sick burn, Teddy. <laughs> It might start out as a Bible study. The teacher is dynamic, wise, and learned in the Bible. Everyone enjoys his way of communicating difficult concepts and breaking them down into easy to understand lessons. The guy is a flat-out awesome teacher, and his teaching becomes popular. Doctrine must not be questioned. So like the cult of Bill Nye, the science guy. I would follow him everywhere. At least he's an expert. He's not making up shit. You can't as he goes be in more than one cult. No. But I like Bill Nye. It's kind of weird. Coconut bowling or Bill Nye? Mm. Or the Cane's Church That's of hard, man. I'm well, following I'm not the Coconut go Commander. I guess I'll go with Coconuts, even though Bill Nye is pretty cool. Sign number six, and a very concrete one. Secrecy and excommunication. you got a big, huge group of weird motherfuckers, but you don't <laughs> necessarily know their coconut bowling ways. It sounds like you're describing our podcast. <laughs> you a group of people together. Oh, you yes. don't know what's going on every time. <laughs> I have a small cult of about 250 people now. I hope to make that more. We're going to be giving out coconuts next week. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to. Free now. coconuts. So We're going to give out cans of coconut milk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the coconut cult. <laughs> <laughs> sticker like that. Yeah, we are the coconut cult. Sounds like a good band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they would play like reggae and fucking shit. <laughs> Some sublime. But excommunication also completely shut out from the outside Teddy, world. you're about to get excommunicated. I'm going to excommunicate you. No coconuts for you, sir. So, I don't want no fucking coconuts anyways. I like pineapple! Oh, oh, you know, I do love ball. some pineapple. Oh my god, we've got a rival cult brewing. <laughs> oh my god! Teddy and I are breaking off with some pineapple. The pineapple posse. Oh no, shit. shit, shit. If only we could just come together and start the... <laughs> Pina Colada Posse. <laughs> then things would be joyous. It's gonna be like West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> the nice Jets, fight. the Tigers, the Pineapples, the Coconuts. So sign number seven, discerning faith from a cult. Discerning faith from a cult. Another kind of vague sign, more or less. But to go in detail about that, this isn't as much of a sign of a cult as it is a lesson in recognizing true faith. When banks train tellers to detect counterfeit bills, they don't go through the Secret Service's big book of counterfeits. They train the tellers to recognize the real bills. You see what I'm saying here? Keeping it real. Keeping it real. The feel, the size, the color, the markings of real currency are a combination that is, by design, very difficult to duplicate. Anything that's the slightest bit off is examined more closely, and that's how counterfeits are detected. So you see the, uh, the euphemism that I'm using here? Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get your money! Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Wu-Tang cult ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> ODB cult? That's the wildest niggers on the land. ODB. <laughs> so the best way to detect a cult is to discern real faith. A few simple principles can help us here. Faith bears questioning. Whenever... You are in a particular religion. Always question it to make sure that it adheres to your own beliefs. Mm. Also, God is not afraid of a challenge. If you believe that there is a deity that you worship that is, quote-unquote, a god, he's not afraid of a challenge. So any type of questions that you confront him with, he will not necessarily completely... Um, more or less change the um, question, but uh, <laughs> what? What's going on? <laughs> so sign number eight. You might be in a cult if true faith is supported by reality. Well, not necessarily if you're in a cult. That's more of a statement. True faith is supported by reality. So what you see is what you get, not what you hear is what you listen to. Um, is any faith like supported by reality? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the real question. Not mm, once. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say no. That's just my opinion, though. 
So true faith is supported by reality, which is very loose. Like a, a horse vagina. <laughs> but Fuck her in a pussy. Now fuck you her right in the pussy. <laughs> that is the uh, the church of uh, the fucker right in the pussy guy. I love that <laughs> which, guy. Which uh, all you have to do is just get in front of cameras and say fuck her right in the pussy. So how many of those signs make it to where you're in a cult? Mm. I only think that you maybe need two or three of these signs to determine whether or not you or someone that you know or a family member, whatever will, is in a cult. Hmm. You well, don't want to just go on one. Yeah, you don't have to have all of them, I wouldn't think. That's what I'm saying. I am too much of a fucking bitch to be like, I would question everything. I'd be like, yeah. oh, you want me to do this? No, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I like to bathe every day. And that's yeah. why I got kicked out of Christian school. <laughs> not once, not yeah. twice, but three times. You know, because yeah. the whole forgiveness thing. Well, all the religions are kind of a cult, it seems. No, more or less, yeah. Yeah. Definitely evangelical Christians <coughs> the occult. Pentecostal. Well, other ones too. There are other religions besides Christianity, Sean. Pentecostal. For sake. Definitely. <laughs> There's other ones. Yeah, but how many fucking uh, Catholicism, they don't handle snakes and drink arsenic. They drink booze and Catholicism. Booze is fine. That's cool. I go to the church picnics and gamble and drink. Yeah, and the, the, the St. Joe's picnic, they got catfish and booze and yeah. gambling. I'm not even Catholic, fun. but I go up there and make Me some too. money. So, we're going to start off part two of our cult's two-parter episode with the Order of the Solar Temple. Hmm. This cult was based in Geneva, Switzerland, which, small footnote here, supposedly is the forefront of the Illuminati. Oh, shit. They're supposedly based in Switzerland, also. The Order of the Solar Temple. That is, this strange cult is based upon the ancient belief that the Knights Templar still exist in this. Templar or Templar? The Knights Templar. What the fuck does that mean? You know the Knights Templar, those people who fucking. Tampons. Tampons. Yeah, the Knights Tampons. (laughs) They they, they were in the Assassin's Creed games. Oh, yeah, I know those fucking guys. So the Knights Templar still exists, and that salvation is only available to converted worshippers who would ascend into heaven. It was founded in 1984 by Joseph de Mambro and Luke Jorette. Hey, Some Mambro. weird, loose-jawed fucking names here. <laughs> the group's activities are extremely secretive, which beckons back to the you know secretive mm-hmm. aspects of the cult. But in 1994, cultists brutally murdered an infant because they believed it to be the Antichrist. What? Yes, some Rosemary's Baby type well, I'm shit. Not, I'm not with that cult. Man. Some omen shit. What followed was a series of mass suicides, including one in Switzerland where inner circle members were poisoned to death, and a second one in Canada. Canada, Canada. Blame Canada. They're supposed to be very nice people. Who? Canadians? I think that's just a facade. The trailer park boys are cool. I like them. Nah, not necessarily cult. Just a trailer park. Oh, they're cool though. Just a community. I like bubbles. I like kittens. Cultists were shot, poisoned, burned, and suffocated. In the end, over 100 people died, mostly by their own hand or at the hands of their leaders. So, you don't want to fucking take your life yourself. We're going to take your life for you. You don't believe this baby's the Antichrist. Fuck you. Have you heard its cries? Have you heard its wails? It doesn't eat its pea soup. This baby is the Antichrist. It has 666 in its scalp line. Exactly. Well, shit. Uh-oh. I love me some Satan babies. <laughs> Everybody loves Satan babies, Teddy. Come on now. Waco, Waco. Look at that. Oh, Waco. David Koresh was a good guitarist, apparently. And of course, Waco, one of the most infamous... Scenes in the 90s. If you remember, I remember this, but I didn't understand what I was looking at. I just saw on TV big giant fires. At one point, I think that I was watching Demolition Man because somebody (laughs) ran out and they were like on fire. Oh no. But this was on CNN. This was national news. They were showing this shit. Breaking news has it happened. The Branch Davidians, as you know, founded by David Koresh. 
convinced his followers that anyone not aligned with him, and particularly the United States, were enemies of God. This was a stereotypical apocalyptic doomsday cult built on a foundation of lies, terror, and blind faith. Well, most of them are built on all of that. Everything you just said, that's all cults. It's blind faith. Blind faith. But also, I think this cult was very, very ostracized by the FBI and the ATF also. I think they went too hard on them, though. But no, that's exactly right, because mm-hmm. they did everything by the books, and their whole hearsay of child molestation and abuse mm-hmm. was by one member of many that were involved in this cult. Yeah. And this particular person, so they were terrible. not reliable. Their yeah. information was not reliable. And there was a movie made after that called Red State. Yeah, pretty much. So good. The, they knew they had weapons there, but all of their weapons were purchased legally. Yeah. There was no like arms you know, exchange illegally or anything like that. It was basically the whole interrogation and persecution of this cult was hearsay. I'm not sure why the feds went so hard on them like that, exactly. What did they do that was illegal? There was kids in there. They were worried about the kids. It it all started pretty much from, you know, the Jim Jones cult. When they found out that the shit was going on with them, which we will get into later, uh, ever since that happened, that particular... Thing. It was a stain on American mm. history and the government as a whole. Uh, yeah, they were a bad cult. I just didn't think you should kill everybody like that. Well, well it, it wasn't necessarily is- one. They, they never went in there with the intention to kill everyone. They went in there to hostage, nego- hostage negotiation. They went in there to rescue people. Yeah. But it just turned into a bloodbath. It turned into a shitstorm. Yeah, Because the bad. ATF went in there, first of all, and I think that only turned out to kill 10 people. Uh, the ATF agents, there was casualties on the ATF agents' side because of friendly fire. Yeah. It wasn't like the Branch Davidians were purposely trying to yeah. kill mm-hmm. you know, ATF agents because ultimately they were a crazy cult, but they were also more or less sensible, did everything by the books, and they weren't trying to kill anybody. They just wanted to be left alone with their own ideas. But it was when the FBI came in there and started to really fuck shit up. And started to really fuck shit up with their tanks, with their assault rifles, with their tear gas canisters. The whole reason that the whole place went up in flames was they shot tear gas canisters into the building and caught everything on fire, killing men, women, and children alike. Yeah. There were cult members that tried to get in back into their compound by hopping the gate, and they were just shot pretty much upon sight by the FBI. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's not a good cult, but I, they went too hard on it. They went you completely know? wrong with this. Something happened. They got scared and trigger-happy. And that resulted in the death of 70-plus members. Yeah. David Krish ultimately was just a guy with far-fetched, crazy cult ideas, but did not have the intention of the you know, stereotypical um, rape cult or the particular doomsday death cult. Hmm. So from one completely memorable uh, cult to another from the 90s is the Heaven's Gate cult, the infamous wild-eyed Marshall Applewhite hail bop alien-based cult. And I have a song. <laughs> I have a song I'd like to the sing. The hail so long-winded. hail bop comet, yes. Okay. I have a song I like to sing. Let's hear it. In the tune of David Bowie's Space Oddity. Like to hear it? Here it go. Uh, uh, <laughs> ground control to Father John. <laughs> ground control to Father John. <laughs> Put your purple shrouds and clean white Nikes on. <laughs> ground control to Father John. 
the commencing reboot PCs on. Check our webpage in many ties. Love be with you. HTTPS www. I'm gonna bring it in. I'm gonna bring it in. Prestige this, worldwide. This is ground control to Father John. We've had our alcohol. Prestige worldwide. Mixed with applesauce and phenobarbital. What the fuck is this? Now it's time to like just it. lie down and end it all. Space Mountain. This is Father John to ground control. I'll castrate all the men. And rejoin our UFO and alien friend. And we can't wait till Hellbop returns again. Hellbop? Hellbop. Hellbot Comet, the foundation <laughs> of... Oh, man, live long and prosper. Heaven's Gate cult. How's that joint, dude? <laughs> Damn. Dude, no, man. Puff, puff, pass, dude. Just wait your time. Get your second puff, dude. Hold on, dude. I'm getting to... Hold oh. on. Hellbop's coming, dude. Just chill out. You're a fucking buzzkill. Alright, dude. <laughs> so, Heaven's Gate. Most of you may remember, in 1997, this very prolific cult... With the uh, Studelich. Is that the word I'm looking for? Studelich. 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 That sounds like something you eat for breakfast. I'll, I, I eat lots of Studelich. Or you take a, or you wake up, Or you wake up and you take a Studelich. Biggie no. popping the Stooges. In layman's terms, <laughs> with the leadership of Marshall Applewhite, a wide-eyed, uh, shaved head... Older gentlemen, followers of this cult believe that enlightenment and salvation can only be achieved by fleeing Earth before the great recycling. They always use recycling. God damn it, recycling. Since leaving Earth is somewhat problematic, the leaders of this cult preach suicide has the answer to leaving your body and reaching enlightenment. Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles were the leaders behind this strange cult. They prepared videos in which that you can see on YouTube... They prepared videos on how to leave your earthly flesh behind and distribute them to members. Then, in 1997, Halley's Comet arrived and Applewhite convinced oh, his followers. A spaceship was trailing the comet and those who followed him into death would be saved. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so... <coughs> White people. Out with it. Oh, no. Yeah, we're done, Jamie. She's like, I'm done, I'm done. Oh. You don't believe that a comet... They're With trying to leave Earth. Spaceship. They're trying to leave Earth before the world gets recycled. Yeah. What's what that mean? The recycling happens. The great recycling. It's 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 all plain and simple. When you tell me that story, The Walking Dead comes into my head. It comes yeah. into my head a yeah. lot. But there were no aliens and comics there's a and walking fucking uh, oh, junkyard yes, people, are. the bitch with the bangs. Oh, the yeah. junkyard dog. Oh like, yeah, oh, she shit. reminds me of like somebody that would be in that cult. She is. Yeah, 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 you're right. There were no she bangs needs to be recycled, in this cult. though. <laughs> Great <laughs> recycling. <laughs> That's true. Which meant Good the end of the world. All right, go. It was the end of the world, basically. The Great recycling. Uh, everybody would die, and then the Earth would be reborn, more or less. People in that cult talk like her. Probably, yeah. yeah. All weird fucking open-ended The dinosaurs shit. got recycled, and now we use them to run our cars. Yeah. That's right, man. Fossil fuel. Yeah. So in 1977, yeah. Halley's Comet arrived, and Applewhite convinced his followers the spaceship was trailing the comet, and those who followed him into death would be saved. Applewhite then ordered 38 people to commit suicide in San Diego when he claimed Halley's Comet was the sign they'd been waiting for. And they did this. Did on, they do it? Yeah, they did this oh, within shit. a three-day period. Uh, they had patches on their outfits, which, which were all black. There were some were black robes, some were purple robes. But it said, um, "Heaven's Gate going away team," mm. and their symbol <laughs> was the Green Bay fucking Packers G. They whipped that <laughs> yeah, that's shit That's the best off. team in football. They Title whipped them off so hardcore. It's surprising they didn't get like copyright infringement. You get to pick what robe color you get. <laughs> no, it was black and purple. So. You get to pick the black and purple. No, I mean it wasn't like the clan where they had a multiple. Is it black colors. and purple or black or purple? Black or purple. Okay. It was either dark purple, purple, or black. Mm. Dark purple, please. I want the black one. Purple yeah. and purple. She's gothic. They all had Nikes, <laughs> which they bought on sale in bulk. 
Just some regular Nike running shoes, black and white. They got them at Zappos.com. No Air Maxes, no Jordans, mm. no fucking cross trainers. If I'm in a cult, I have to look the part. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I want to uh, rock the uh, Sperry boat shoe because it is comfortable and it is also uh, highly functional. Yeah, but not on a spaceship. You'd want some Nikes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be on Scientology's fucking weird cruise ship yacht shit. Then you can wear Sperry's. Hmm. Yes. Good point. Good point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Kentucky Corey, hmm. you probably remember, you know, the the breaking news in 97 where all these cult members committed suicide. Yeah. It was big news back in the day. It was all across the tabloids. I know Roofless being the oldest member of the group. I am not the oldest member of the group. Fuck you. Called her out. I am not the oldest member here. She was like 22 at the time, so. (laughs) (laughs) God, you just went out like such an old. 1997. If you hear glass break all of a sudden, because I'm going to break this bottle on your face. (laughs) That's when Stone Cold comes down the aisle and stuns the shit out of everybody. Right. I think I was 12 at the time, and I didn't really understand the whole aspects of well, I was drunk fucked and high up at the time. I remember that. So, I watched this whole thing, and I didn't understand. I just wanted to watch some goddamn Beetleborgs, but I couldn't because the shit was all over my TV, pissing me the fuck off, and I didn't have AT&T U-verse like I have today. It's not like I could DVR Beetleborgs. It's not like I could DVR Beetleborgs, (laughs) goddammit. I had to watch this bullshit. Reel that shit in. With this bald-headed fuck. I'm just venting, okay? The shit got too real too quick. I'm still caught up on the fact that you painted Ruth like an old lady. Right? Because I'm like the youngest person here. She's over here like, oh, honey, you thirsty? Would you like a cup of cigarettes? I'm I'm just saying she knows... Sean's on one keeping it more about wrong. ancient history than we do. That's because I'm educated. <laughs> That's history. because I'm educated, motherfucker. I mean, she was around when you know the the invention of the wheel, Tupac. Uh, <laughs> what a gap! Automobiles. Right. So basically, because I'm educated, I'm an old bitch. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Maybe. Can I we just know. talk about the fact that Ghost is really an alien? And he's like, you gotta have sympathy for the devil. Listening to us right now, like, yeah, unfortunately, like no, everybody missed the way that this kid was laying on me. I think the puppy is, but he was doing like yoga. Like, of course, he had his paw on my titty, his head was on my belly. <laughs> he does that, but I'm sitting straight up, so I had to hold his head in place. <laughs> of course, so. Ghost is That's my impressive. dog, and it's not a spirit that is spooning teddy. No, right that now. is yeah. a real dog, like this, except his he's paw so is cute waiting him. It's named after Ghostface Killer. Ghost is an alien, and if on his command, I will fucking disperse myself from this earth. Well, I've seen Men in Black too many times, so. Well, I don't believe a damn thing. Dogs Will Smith are really says. aliens. Sent Will here Smith's in a cult right now. Keep yeah, track of us. That was pose. Report back. But before <laughs> we get too far into aliens <laughs> and make another fucking episode out of a already episode. Sorry, I just had to get that out there. Of course. <laughs> She's right. So Heaven's Gate, another one of the highly publicized, you know, mass suicides. Group of we, fucking weirdos. We watched it unfold on live TV, basically. What does that make us? We're weirdos. We're a smaller group of weirdos. Yeah. I have a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Look how cute you are, little black He's dog. so goddamn cute. Yeah, we, we have completely derailed <laughs> on the simple fact of how cute this puppy is. It's a good looking dog. If there was a... <laughs> Cult of Ghost, the puppy, I would be in it. Yeah. The cult yeah. of dog. I would be your caregiver and handler. And of course, as you know, dog backwards <laughs> is God. Ooh, Whoa. I can no. sell your I just blew your mind. My mind is officially blown. And God is really alien. I will drink your flea bath. God is an alien. If there is a God, he's got to be an alien. Oh, that's not this podcast, though, is it? No. Not, yeah. Future not yeah. We'll say that for a UFO episode. <laughs> it's very easy to tiptoe from an alien-based cults straight into aliens. Next thing you know, we're talking about men in black, fucking alien dogs, and before you know it, the cuteness has yeah, derailed the whole line, damn thing. Thin line between cults and aliens. I'll tell you. There is quite a thin line. But... Going from aliens to smelly, small, hippie people... <laughs> <laughs> which are kind of similar. Uh, 
Charlie Manson's family. Oh, Charlie Manson. The family, the Manson family. Oh. Not to be confused with the this, Osborne family. Is he related with Marilyn Manson? No. What? Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think Marilyn Manson has a cult going on, too. Probably. Yeah. Okay. But the Manson family, of course, as you know, Charlie Manson basically formed this cult so that he could finger bang fucking... 19, 19 and 19 <laughs> <years>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Life. He wooed them with his folky songs about hippy dippy shit. He got turned down by the fucking Beach Boys. Yes. <laughs> he almost had that record contract. Yeah, he did. He wasn't such a weirdo. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I would have just strictly gave him a record contract for the simple fact that, hey, this guy, he's eventually going to kill somebody. Because they did use one of his songs. Yeah. Didn't he, he go to their house one time? <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. hung out with them. Uh, I think it was Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. Brian yeah. Wilson. He's probably the weirdest one. And they were cool the with him at first, but then he, he was probably, like, too much of a weirdo, and he's, like, one of those weird people that wouldn't <laughs> He was eat. probably the guy that showed up that was like, hey, I got some acid. You guys want a trip? And I got some acid like, and some And they were probably girls. like, yeah, cool, let's do some acid. And then he did acid, and he's like, let's kill people. Yeah. And Brian Wilson's like, I just want to pet a blonde bitch's Vagina and then just yeah yeah and he just didn't go. He was probably like that guy who came over and did the acid and then was like, yeah, so I'm part of the band now. And they're like, no, yeah. you're not. You I'm part of the band, right? Right, guys? Yeah. yeah. Then right. he got all cool. helter skelter on everybody. I just yeah. wanted to pet the the blonde vag- vagina yeah. and he just wanted to fucking freak out on me. I just want to pet this beaver and you know smoke some weed. Take yeah, and he just went I want to get all up yeah. in that badge. That's it. And the vage. <laughs> All up in that badge. Ugh. But yes, um... Yes. Weird old creepy Charlie fucking Manson. I don't understand. And, and I look at him, and here's the thing. As a lesbian, I will still find a guy attractive here and there. But he was never attractive. Why did women like him? Well, that's, that's open um, to your own interpretation. <coughs> no, he, he had a personality, not. I think, is what it he was. He had the whole Jesus look back in the day. Uh, he was charismatic. Yeah, he was a it. con man. He knew how to talk to women. He gave them everything they could want. Drugs, money. Jamie, what? as the only straight person here, how do you feel about it? I feel like that's... You just called all the... <laughs> <people>. <laughs> what are you talking about? I met about? the only straight woman here. How oh, do you okay. feel about Charlie like, Manson? God, you just called uh, me a homo. I don't like it. Well, I'm <laughs> saying... Not that there's anything wrong with that. So... <laughs> but as I'm saying, would you have gone for Charlie Manson? No. Because he's awful. He's ugly and he stinks. So you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have banged old Charlie? No. Would you have killed him? <laughs> Teddy, would you bang Charlie Manson? If you I were... mean, he's essentially a 14-year-old white girl from behind, so... <laughs> oh, God damn. No, I wouldn't. He was totally open to uh, male-on-male action. He, uh... Was he? Raped a kid in prison. Raped... What the fuck is that all about? He was in a juvenile detention facility. He held a knife to a kid's throat in... Savagely butt humped him. Well, I, don't well, need to, see, I, don't, I don't need to know I, these things. I typically don't go for guys either that are like. That looks like that. That was like manipulating. Well, guys that are like Charlie Manson. Yeah. I mean, fuck. He was yeah. the quintessential look of the 60s. Yeah. He had the long hair. He smelled patchouli. He had a natural musk to him, singing folk songs. Ugh. He designed his All the shit own. that gets on my nerves. Yeah. Right? But in the okay. 60s, he was the bee's knee. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's like in Animal song. House when um, John Belushi busted that guitar out. Yeah, right? Shit. I would bust his face. Yeah. Yeah, you could compare Charlie Manson to the uh, guitar guy. I, think I he, gave my love a cherry. Yeah, that's who he was. I think he just found a group of people that were like outcasts. Yeah. They were all on drugs. He found a bunch and they of were losers, all on drugs. Mostly runaways. He manipulated yeah. them. From other cities and states that came to San Francisco in the height of the hippie era with no direction in life. And Easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how most cults get their members. And he didn't even really kill anybody. The weak-minded, the <coughs> mentally not necessarily unstable, but vulnerable. No, you're right. He said he didn't kill anyone. No, he technically did not kill anyone. I thought he killed one person. At least one person. Maybe he killed one person. Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) I think that's what he went to prison for was the one guy and then the Mm. other bullshit. Every time you hear about these cults, they have their followers do the work for them. They just stand back and watch. And he did. And that's what he did. He just... uh, 
Jesus that Christ. That stuff with Sharon Tate was terrible. What she was pregnant. She was that pregnant. was really yeah. messed up. Of course, terrible. what we're talking about here is he influenced a group of his um, higher-ranking members. Uh, Susan Atkins, Patricia Krenwinkel, uh, Squeaky Fromm, and Tex Watkins. The only male member of the group, which was mostly, they were Tex. mostly female. Tex it's. Watson, a fucking young guy... Completely riddled with acid. From Texas. Dumb as a box of rocks. Dumb as shit. No, he was he young, was dumb, and full of cum. And he was, but he was a college student. Like, he was actually really smart, and then acid happened. Acid, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just, sorry, I, I'm, I'm not uh, admitting to anything right now, but uh, acid always just made me laugh. I love it. I, it never made, it never made me want to kill someone. Yeah. Like, God damn! I just want to play video games. I'll admit and, to it. And yeah, but you weren't in a cult. <laughs> I loved no, it. No, I was not. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have anybody manipulating your mind. No, I was playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I was having say, a good time, you know. After yeah. prolonged acid exposure, I did it like for a long time, every really? day for a while, and. Being around the people I was around really did kind of change my outlook. Mm. So I could see how that could happen if you're influenced by the wrong people. Yeah, I get yeah. It. If you I have some it. master manipulator in your ear while you're on, on acid, one of these yeah. things, then yeah, it could. Can happen. we blame the unraveling of the mind, or the influence of a Beatles song, the namesake? Or we're talking about uh, or uh, Skelter because they can't spell. Or we're talking about nah, the fucking Yellow Submarine. I mean, this is. Everything on the Beatles' White Album. Overrated. No. Okay, that's another fucking subject. (laughs) The overrating or underrating of the Beatles. Oh, yes. But when he heard the White Album, he was completely transfixed and thought that every song was about what he was trying to achieve. Strawberry Fields Forever. But once he said he fucking hated the Beatles. When he went to jail, he said he hated the Beatles. Oh, whatever. He loved the Beatles. Every person that always gets caught in their bullshit will spout off more bullshit to take away from bullshit. He said, yeah, man, I don't want nothing to do with those jive motherfuckers. Giant ass turkey. <laughs> That's how he sounded, too. That's pretty, that, that, is how, that is how Charlie Manson talked. He's like, oh, yeah, let me tell you something, man. Oh, yeah, the Beatles. Mmm, get some LSD and some help skelter. Yeah, they were talking about me. And Brian Wilson, that motherfucker, he owed me a record contract. But he fucking said no. So I killed a bunch of people for hell. <laughs> that's how it went down. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a perfect He was a jive, cool, rootin' tootin' boy. I loved him. That was a perfect impression. That's he's, how it sounded. I'm sure he's still cool and rootin' tootin', just probably not as jive. Can you imagine being on his cell block in jail? Oh, that'd be so great. Man, God, man, my chicken, chicken dinner. Lucky, lucky, lucky spinner. That's me. Shut up, Charlie. I'm trying to sleep. I'm not going to lie. When you said chicken dinner, chicken dinner, I was like, yes, that's chicken dinner. Trying to sleep. God damn it. You're spelling off bullshit 23 hours a day. Jesus Christ. I'm over here trying to masturbate. He's over there, like, reading the back of a Swanson meal, like, calorie count. Oh, yeah, yo. I'm going to have me some Salisbury steak. I've got some carrots with it. And then just 25 cobs and some syrup. God damn, man. You're trying to use your one phone call. You're like, God damn, Charlie's over here going crazy again. Get some heavy carbohydrate. Anyways. Is that Charlie Manson in the back room? Who you talking to, man? Hey, oh, is she hot? Oh, I'm fucking lick her butthole. Yeah. Anyway, it's back to cults. Um, back to cults. Jesus Christ. Do you think that's just an act, though? It has to be. Mm-hmm. Just in front be. of, like, cameras and, and media. That's probably happening. I mean, well, the thing oh, is, he's known for being yeah, a showman. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody will tell like everybody will tell you that, that's interviewed him and stuff, that he turns it on for the camera and then turns it on. Oh, I couldn't yeah. believe he turns it on. you no. got to keep that shit up, because if you aren't crazy, if you don't put on this front... He'll probably he probably would have died. Somebody by now would already killed him in yeah. prison. <laughs> oh, yeah. he he's gotten, a, I mean, he's also not a dumb guy either. He's pretty smart. If Dahmer would have acted crazy, he would probably still be alive. But since he showed that vulnerability in prison, completely opposite of you know his crimes, he got his asshole torn he up. He got his asshole torn up and got his head beat in. He deserved it. But Charlie Manson has stayed alive just for the simple fact that he puts on this like crazy facade. 
And he runs jail, I'm sure. And I'm going to make a prediction right now. This year will be the death of Charlie Manson. Yeah, maybe. That'd I will good. put $5 into the Deadpool right now. Why did he put a swastika on his head exactly? What, what was going on with that? He, just, he believed in the whole, you know... Race war. Race war. He thought that, yeah. uh... Yeah, know, he, he literally... Blacks were going to come yeah. for whites. But he didn't do that until he was already in prison. Yeah, he was already in jail. Then he was like, fuck it, swastika. Well, First yeah, but was, also you need protection in jail and... <laughs> it was the X, and that was a sign of like uh, basically nonconformity and not adhering to the judicial system's you know rules. And he changed it to a swastika so he could be protected by other white mongoloids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yep, it's kept him alive all this time. If, if I was light skinned enough, I'd do the same shit. And <laughs> and he had a I don't know if he had a wife or he still has her or not, but I think they're still married. Yeah, her name is Star. They got married in prison, but come to find out, she only wanted his body after he dies so that she could showcase him as some weird, morbid spectacle. Gotta get money, ho. And, of course, he was hurt by this, but I think they're still married. All in all, I think he was like, well, he'll find I mean, what could he gain from that marriage anyway? Does he get conjugal visits? I don't think so. No, that's probably not. That man hasn't been able to get a boner for 10 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> Only time he's out is when he goes up for parole and he pops off and says he'll kill everybody and then they throw him back in. But yeah, they've already done all his interviews. There's nothing much that he can say anymore that is, you know, surprising. Yeah. So from one prolific, uh, not necessarily inspirational From one leader, crazy motherfucker to another. Yes, Do you yes. feel like drinking some punch? Mm, I have beer, so <laughs> I'm okay. okay. And hopefully Corey has not peed in it. Oh, no, he could have taken the punch. But of course, we are talking about probably the most like renowned cult. I think it is the most famous cult. The People's Temple ran by none other than good old Indiana Jim Jones yeah. from fucking rural hog snort Indiana. I don't know. Some rural town in Indiana. Teddy, why the fuck you live in Indiana? <coughs> I, because I love fruity drinks. Mmm. You mm. like a nice sunny delight? I, I've had diabetes. In How would you? Okay, but I gotta ask. Fuck Indiana. If you look at Jim Jones, he almost looked like like a rockabilly dude. Kind of, yeah. He looked like the honky tonk man. Yeah, he did. Oh, like, like he had that look. look. Just like it. like uh-huh. you look at him and you're like, he, like he's preaching, and you're like, yeah, I could get behind that guy. Yeah, brother. But as soon as he said to me, "Hey, you gotta sell all your shit and come with me to this island," I'd be like, "Is there air conditioning?" No, I'm not gonna. Not a a lot of selling points to this, but early on he had a lot of, you know, good points. And most cults start out more or less on a good, Mm. pure foundation. What were his good points? (laughs) Good intentions are paved in the road to hell. Is that how it goes? Well, he wasn't necessarily, like, growing up, uh, he was neglected by his parents. He wasn't. In fact, born into religion, he came upon it later on when he went to church with his neighbors and he found acceptance in this religion of, uh, it was like evangelic Christianity. Mm. He found acceptance. He started uh, preaching to the chickens and the cows on his farm in Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) It's Indiana. There's not much to do. Glory be unto you, chicken. And God said, moo. Oh, <laughs> oh no. But he, you know, he was very compelling. He I mean, just called me a chicken fucker, boss. He, he was, was compelling. People loved he was. him. He was the perfect storm of everything <laughs> and you think of with a cult And he played leader. on, he went to San Francisco, right? Was California? He started out in Indiana when he was younger on. Uh, it wasn't until... He got into his whole apocalyptic phase yeah. and found out that if there was a nuclear strike, the less fallout would occur in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So that's where he started. Also, the progressive you know, nature of San Francisco in the 60s. Because it was so free love. Let's all get together and just talk. And touch butts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's where the HIV came from. Mm-hmm. He started the People's Temple uh, with the foundation of uh, civil rights, which was really... Big in yeah, the 60s. Because he welcomed everyone in his congregation. He had a lot of liberal ideas <coughs> in the 60s, which I think a lot of people flocked to. Mm-hmm. And of course, he had the charismatic uh, 
passionate sermons that he would always you have. You hear his speeches. He had a way with words. I mean, he really did. The guy could talk. I oh, mean, yeah, he yeah. He could talk. It was, I mean, if he was a car salesman, a lot of people would be buying yeah, some they'd be buying Buicks. some Hondas. Some Hondas, some Buicks, maybe even some Acuras. <laughs> if they had those back in the day. What? Very high-profile cars. He's no Tony Molito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dealer for the people. people. Oh, God. I fucking hate I'm Tony Molito. So Fuck you, Tony Molito, you motherfucker. If you're listening... Get off you my goddamn us. radio, asshole. Unless you want to sponsor us, then Tony Molito, hello. If you're listening <laughs> to this podcast and you don't know who Tony Molito is, he's this guy, he's a dealer for the people. He's like, I will sell you my beer bottle and I will get you a down payment on this new Honda. Zero dollars down. This is Mini Molito. Uh, <laughs> Tony Molito. Oh no! Fuck him. Go man. fuck yourself, you cunt. Damn. Wow. That's horrible. Unless you want to sponsor us. Unless you want to sponsor us. Hello, nigga. Unless you got some money. Tony Molito was no near the caliber of Jim no, Jones. No, he's was. not. He, he's not. Jim Jones could sell you on this religion front and center and have you be a contributing member of the People's Temple in no time. (laughs) All you had to go was once to the church and you'd be sold. (laughs) So let's go back to Jim Jones and his congregation in California. Okay, this this sect of religious fanatics was led by Jim Jones, of course, a former Marxist and communist supporter turned Methodist priest. Jones was extremely popular and charismatic. He was also outspoken, particularly against the social elite. Poor and downtrodden members flocked to him in droves, and he fully supported their plight. But what started innocently eventually morphed into a strange cult as Jones became more outspoken against the Bible and more paranoid about nuclear catastrophe. Mm. So this whole, yeah. you know, set like set religion morphed into his own religion, and he took that and took these vulnerable minds. And it completely morphed him around his own idea. He denounced the Bible completely. Basically, yeah. He didn't completely well, conform didn't, to that you know, particular religion. He didn't necessarily mm. denounce it. He was a, a preacher that liked to focus on revelations. He picked the best parts out. Yeah, he still and believed in the Bible. He believed in the Bible, but he, yeah. he made these people believe that revelation was going to happen. And in order for these people to denounce revelation was to follow him and to do everything he told them to they were going to be free from revelation it went from enlightenment to fire and brimstone (laughs) yeah as soon Mm -hmm. as they made the move from the people's temple in you know san francisco to guyana in south america and the reason they moved is that he would stage these things (laughs) he would stage these assassination attempts uh, in which he would say you know the government is onto us they don't like what we're doing we're, you know, taking their people away from them, and uh, we're bringing the people here. So we need to move outside of the U.S. where we can do our own thing and not be bothered yeah. by the government. Hmm. And the thing about Jonestown that I think is so cool is, like, yeah, Jonestown, it was fucked up how they got there. But these people literally built this, this town from the ground up. Oh, like, yeah. All they the, built the, the, everything. The, the, the structures were built from the ground up. A lot of acreage they had. Yeah. It was completely walled off and completely separated. Hardcore living off the grid. Oh, yeah, yeah, basically. And that's part of the science that you're in a cult is complete separation mm-hmm. from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they did. They went there. They 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 built a hospital. They built like a, it's like a that daycare. Movie, the mm-hmm. Well, actually, yeah. there's actually a, a movie by Ty West called uh, um, Sacrament. Or is it Sacrament? Was that what it's called? Sacrilege? I don't know. But Sacrament, anyway. I think. Sacrament. Where it was supposed to be like Jonestown. It was like a, a found footage film. And it was supposed to be like that. And they stuck to that. But they even said, they're like, yeah, we got all our medicine. He gets flown in. But we built this thing from the ground up. And we take care of our own. We educate them to our own uh, knowledge. And you're just going, um... Well, that's when you need Nathan do you have penicillin? to come around with a barbed wire baseball <laughs> I'm like, bat. do you have penicillin? I'm like, because we need penicillin. Start cracking some fucking heads. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy, man. So as soon as he moved everybody down to Jonestown, and everything was established and built, built pretty much from the ground up, he flipped the script. Yeah. He would cuss a lot more. He was a lot more vulgar in his ways, in his way of speaking, in his sermons. And he uh, made weird diary like uh, ver- like like verbal diaries. They were really weird. He'd have these, hmm. you know, training things real late at night where 
he would give people Kool-Aid and they would drink it and he'd be like, you've been poisoned now. Completely fuck with people's minds and he would say, well, I did this because if the government comes down on us, they're going to come and they're going to torture us. Mm-hmm. They're going to come down on their parachutes and completely massacre the entire village. So we have to do a revolutionary suicide mm-hmm. to take our own lives so they don't take our lives from us. Well, it, it was weird because... Um you had families that went down there, and initially the families went down there, and they were all about this this Jonestown. They were very cool about it, but then there were like, and, and the thing that's messed up is when they went down there, he said, "Oh, you can come down here if you want to ever leave, you can leave." But that was not true. Yeah, no, that's if false. you wanted to leave, you you really couldn't, mm-hmm. and and somehow. A message got out to a congressman. Yeah, the, that was the beginning of the end for the oh, whole Jonestown. Oh, man, they killed that congressman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. The uh, congressman came down there because I think his niece or somebody in his family... It wasn't was a family member. It was just someone in the Jonestown parish that got a message out to him somehow. Actually, it was not a, a message from the, the Jonestown uh, uh, parish. It was a family member of someone that was there yeah. that sent a message out to him and said, hey, my family member's there. Yeah. I'm a little worried about at, them. Can at you one go point, check them out? At one point, didn't they? he let some family members come in to visit? He did, yeah. There and that's a, where he yeah. probably fucked up. He came up. down with the congressman yeah. when he came down there. So this, this family member was like, I saw my family. It was really weird. It, it, it didn't seem right to me. Yeah. So would you please go down there? So this congressman went down there with some, um, uh, was, it, was it NBC, CBS? It was some sort he, of He came yeah, down with a lot of journalists. It was a lot of journalists. They went down LA there. Times and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they went down there, and they were, gonna, they, they were filming, and they were talking to these people. And at one point when the congressman was down there, someone handed him a note. Mm-hmm. Like, will you please, when you leave, take my, my, my son with you? And take him out, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Okay." And so it was like the next day when they tried to leave, we'll get there. The shit hit the fan. Yeah, it was bad. So the congressman, before he even left the commune with the people who wanted to, you know, leave with him on a plane to America, he had an attempt on his life. One of the the members mm-hmm. of Jonestown tried to stab him. Yeah. So bad. they got the fuck out of there as soon as they can, <laughs> as soon as they could to the airstrip where a plane was awaiting. Yeah. But a large group of Jonestown members followed him, and before he could even board the plane with the members of Jonestown that wanted to go back to America, they were fired upon with assault rifles. Well, yeah. Killing the congressman and everybody else. He did and that, that was like his a, own group of like militia. Yeah. Well, that was a messed up part. John, uh, Jim Jones was like, "Oh, you want to leave? That's okay. We're gonna we're gonna ride you back out to the airfield. You're fine." So he's riding out there. Him and his crew are riding out to this airfield, thinking they're okay. They're trying to get on the plane, and they just start firing on him. One person escaped, but everybody else, including this the the congressman and the defecting <laughs> members yeah. were all killed the pilot oh and there's footage everybody you can watch it you yeah. can look it up on it's YouTube it's very graphic it's bad after this happened Jim Jones and all of his drug riddled LSD paranoia completely went ape shit and he gathered all the members of Jonestown the people's mm-hmm. temple and conducted the infamous Jonestown death tape in which I will play an excerpt of now hmm. How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you a good life. But in spite of all of that I've tried, a handful of our people with their lives have made our life impossible. There's no way to detach ourselves from what's happened today. Not only we're in a compound situation, not only are there those who have left and committed the betrayal of the century, some have stolen children from others and they're in pursuit right now to kill them because they stole their children. 
and we, we are sitting here waiting on a powder keg. I don't think this is what we want to do with our babies. I don't think that's what we had in mind to do with our babies. It was death by the greatest of prophets from time immemorial. No man lay, takes my life from me. I lay my life down. So to, to sit here and wait for the catastrophe that's going to happen on that airplane, it's going to be a catastrophe. Almost happened here. Almost happened. The congressman was nearly killed here. But you can't steal people's children. You can't take off with people's children without expecting a violent reaction. And that's not so unfamiliar to us either. If we, even if we were Judeo-Christian, if we weren't communists, the world, the kingdom, suffers violence, and the violence shall take it by force. If we can't live in peace, then let's die in peace. The thing that's weird is, like, the tone he speaks in. It's very he does, sympathetic. He sounds huh? very reasonable. Like, he's not bellowing. He sounds he's, defeated. Yeah, and the thing that's messed up that's is... That's right before everybody killed themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing that's messed up is he had, like, drills. Before this happened, he would have drills. They like, call them white lights. They call them white, white light, white light. And they would all come out and they would have these drills. But I think what's messed up is, like, you hear the way he talks, and I'm just listening to it going, he sounds reasonable. He doesn't sound freaked out. He doesn't sound panicked. And they say that, because um, there was people that did survive when they had the, the Jonestown Massacre, they said that he was very calm. Mm-hmm. Collected. He was very collected. He said, you know what, it's time. We're, we're going to go. And everyone was like... Yeah. yeah, and the people that weren't collected were just like. What there was one lady who stood up and said that I don't think that a few people leaving should result in everyone dying. Right, nine hundred plus people dying. Yeah. So there were a few people who were opposed to it. You know, of course, you know the kids definitely they didn't have a say so in it. No, and their that's parents the, did. They had to do. And that's what messes me up about Jonestown is that uh, the kids. That that's the part that messes they me didn't up. Have you, a know, choice. you got you got grown adults like whatever you made your decision, but they had these like syringes that they would fill yep. with the the shit the the punch they made and they would inject it into the kids' mouths. Yeah. Into the babies. And if you and didn't do that, them. then they would. They would shoot you. They would shoot yeah, you. there were parts of the death tape basically telling him to like. He was basically calling everybody babies. He was like, "Calm down, don't be children about this." Yeah. Take your children with you, blah blah blah. Then he was like, "I think Calm the, the part, children down." I think the part that really bothered me to, today, actually, I was talking about our podcast tonight to my mom, and I was like, "Yeah, we're talking about this thing about Jonestown." My mom's like, "I watched that newscast." My mom was like sixteen yeah. when that plane <laughs> like horrible. flew over. They flew over. They showed and everything. Was, they they show the bodies just like mm. laid out, and my mom was like, "Yeah, I was like 16. It was the highest out. death count, you know, up until nine eleven. Yeah, nine hundred plus people. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you, know, like, you had death counts before then. You have like World War Two and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But that was like really the first time that journalism was like, yeah. check out what happened. And they're flying over, and you see nine. 109 bodies. And they didn't even know at that time how many bodies there were. Yeah, it was just bodies and They were just bodies. flying over. They didn't know until they went down there. And a, a lot of people say it was mass suicide, but... It, it was, was not. It was mass murder. <clears throat> no, it was mass murder because, yes, I want to say 909 people, I want to say maybe 25% people were like, yeah, let's do it. The rest, it was like they were forced to yeah, do it. Or they, they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't leave. They tried to flee. They were shot. Or they were forced to poison. Yeah, it was. It's terrible. It's and, and Jim yeah, Jones. Pretty sad. It is very sad. Jim I mean, Jones. He ended up shooting himself. Yeah, he didn't even go out. Like they found him, and there's actually, if you look at the the, the the photos when they actually went down on the ground, you see him. He's laying over. He's got his big belly hanging out, and he's got the big bullet in his head. He didn't even drink the punch. Do you no. think that was painful? To, <laughs> I oh, hope so. I hope he. Was. I hope that motherfucker suffered. No, not to him. Every... I'm talking about the punch that they drank. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were vomiting and stuff. Oh, it was like you're you're oh. inside. Like your inside. Like one of the worst ways to your die. Up. Oh. That is one of the worst ways to die. It's Imagine like, having like. Uh, Let's say food Drinking poisoning bleach. times a hundred. Drinking Drano. Well, yeah. Why didn't they just take a bunch of pills? 
They didn't have why didn't they go the way Heaven's Gate went? Yeah. Maybe they didn't have that many pills for that particular thing, but they had a shit ton of arsenic and a fuck ton of flavor aid. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. That's why I always say religion is dangerous because you've got something. In the wrong like, hands. I didn't think be. he killed himself. I thought he made somebody else kill him because he was too big of a pussy. Well, it's it's speculated whether or not that he did it himself or had somebody else. They do don't it. know because there's gun residue on his hand. They they found gun residue on his hand, so they don't know if he did it or if someone did it. But and that's the thing, the people there, the ones who were like, we don't want to kill ourselves. Maybe he shot them. Maybe he shot himself. I don't they don't they, know. They more or less cared because they're like, well, this motherfucker, he should have died in place of all these people. So it doesn't matter. If he died or not, how he died. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that was the most prolific, probably cult in subsequent old mm-hmm. death. That's a good old depressing century. way to end the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you really want to be depressed, listen to the forty-eight minute long death tape. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I listened to it on the bus on the way to work one day, and I felt like the most secluded person on that bus. So yeah. Or if if you want to, um, Jim Jones' son. Uh, God, he's probably almost 50 now. He might yes. be in his 50s. He talked about, he was like, they the his family didn't live in Jonestown. They lived like in a little house outside of it. And he wasn't there. I forget why no. he wasn't there, but uh, he wasn't there when they all killed themselves. If you want to see the most in-depth documentary that you can, yeah. real archival footage and uh, also, you know, um, acting, uh, look up the documentary Jonestown. Yeah, it's good. There's one on Netflix too, isn't there right now? I don't know if it's still on there or not, but you can find it if you if you go on Amazon Prime. There's a couple. Or, of and then ones. there's a movie called uh, Sacrament by Ty West, who yeah. I fucking love. He's a great director. Watch that. It is basically a documentary there's, about. There's it. so many things that you can find yeah. on Jonestown because it was a part of the American history. I mean, it's one of the most messed the darkest up things that's ever happened. of American history. Sad that it happened, but the movie was really good. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> if you or anyone you know suspect that your friends or family <laughs> are in a cult, for the love of fucking God, tell them not to drink anything they provide. <laughs> Get the Don't drink the punch! Think for Jesus! Your, think for yourself. Don't let people think for you. Fucking build your mind up for you and don't have anybody else make decisions for you. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. For the love of God, this is only going to end badly. Don't do it. Shoot your local cult leader. Yeah, I'm saying, <laughs> like, don't do it. Kill your local heroin dealer and shoot your local cult leader. If your mm, local creature New tells stickers. you to sell everything, <laughs> run. Yes. And of course, in the future, we will have uh, shoot your local cult leader. <laughs> Stickers and t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. And coconut cult. Yeah. Yes, yes. The coconut cult's non-violent. Look for coconut bowling champion stickers. Pineapple posse. And, and what's the, the heaven one? Oh, the heaven's gate going away. No. Everyone has their own heaven. Yeah. Everyone has their own heaven. Uh, everyone deserves their own heaven. <laughs> yes. Everyone deserves, everyone their, deserves own their, heaven. their own heaven's gate. Oh. Oh. No, 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 nobody does. Nobody. Too soon. Get Too out. soon. Get out. Ecto coolers for everyone. I love ecto coolers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Me too. If only it was ecto cooler and not shitty generic flavor aid. <laughs> but yeah, everybody, um, we hope you liked our two part episode on cults. I know I had fun. Did you have fun, Teddy? Uh, everyone deserves their own heaven. Oh, it made shit. me want to get my own <laughs> island and have all you on all on there, and we're gonna build our own colony. No, thank you. We will call <laughs> it. We will call it the Kentucky Podcast Massacreville. <laughs> and our slogan will be "The Saw is Law." <laughs> Shout out to that other cult podcast that Teddy hangs out with. Who is it? Oh, uh, the the. Return of the... <laughs> return uh, What is it again? Return of the Living Podcast? Return of... Um, the Living Podcast, Return of the... Nerds. Butt the, return of the, the butt plugs? Return of the Living oh, no. Podcast. <laughs> They're good people. They were recording my living room. Yes. Just like we're recording in Sean's kitchen. We've had Jared on the show. We're going to get Brad good on. Dude. Yeah, Brad's going to be on eventually. <laughs> we're we're going to do like a crossover episode. What's that cult about? Uh, um, they mostly just 
you know, buy those gemstone soaps and they're very, they're very <laughs> they get Himalayan salt candles, toity stuff. They talk about um, sometimes the haunt industry, sometimes butt talk. They like Himalayan salt candles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, check out Return of the Living podcast. In all seriousness, they are good. If you want to break into the uh, butt stuff, haunted house butt stuff <laughs> business. Yeah, keep an eye out for the ghost hunting men or ladies. They are going to break on the scene with a fucking vengeance. Yep. Like you've never seen before. And of course, I am your host, Sean Wolf Party. Don't drink the Kool-Aid! Don't do it! Don't do it! Martin. Uh, my name is Teddy Young Save the Babies, a.k.a. Don't Kill the Babies, a.k.a. Jim Jones is Riding in Hell, Summers. My name is Ruthless. I am not selling my shit to go to your fucking magical island because I will fucking stick my finger on your fucking eyeball. Ruthless. I was hoping right. that was going for the butt. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I was went that way. I'm trying to go to Magic Mountain. <laughs> no, this is Kentucky Corey, and if any of you young ladies need direction... Follow me and Nature Boy Ric Flair too. Space if you need, Mountain. if you need direction, <laughs> if you need direction, that's a cult we can all get behind. Touch <laughs> his erection. That's a T-shirt. And of course, we have the High Priestess of Oh So Pretty Pretty, Jamie J. Styles. She will enchant you with her beauty. Sweet stuff. And only I can touch her booty. That's okay. Yeah. You can do it. But everybody else can touch her booty <coughs> with their eyeballs. Dang. Bye, y'all. Have a good one. Check us out on all platforms of listening devices. Yeah. Goodbye.